Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Now entering Nerdist.com. It's a no-show show. Yes, it's a no-show show. It's a no-show show, but we've still got a jingle, yeah. Well, it's a no-show show. Yes, it's a no-show show. Well, it's a no-show show, but we've still got a jingle, yeah. And Todd recorded on his phone so we don't miss an episode. Other podcasts might have just not released something, but this is the Todd Glass Show, and it's professional. You sucked hard enough for it to... Uh, that's how I want to start out the show? You talking about sucking hard enough? <laughs> the first thing they're going to hear, because I have a new pen, and I guess I'm using it wrong. You know, let's start this over. No. No, I like it. I like it. Listen, okay. So I have this new pot pen. All right, let me apologize first. Let me start by apologizing because... No, not because of that, because there's no show today. To George Carlin, there's no show. But here's what we're going to do. I just had some stuff that I'm working on fixing some stuff in the studio and switching some things around and... It's, man, you, who cares about the long story, right? But right now, uh, I'm sitting at the table with Eric Hello. Olson. I'm also here with Nick Lipa. And then uh, Keith, uh, guitar, Keith on guitar is here. And a one and a two, one, two, three. Uh, <laughs> and we're in my dining room, and it's a great atmosphere. We just got back from... Uh, Westside Comedy Theater. Westside Comedy Theater, where they have a thing where they sacrifice a virgin, basically a comedian, someone that wants to do comedy but's never done it before, ever. And uh, they go up last. And they have a lot of friends and family that come out. And uh, her uncle is Super Dave Osborne. So me and Keith were laughing. I'm, I'm a big Super Dave fan. And, you know, I've only seen him once or twice at Sarah Silverman's Once a Year Party. And he always seems overly friendly, ready to do bits. But I still get nervous. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's 
great. We were talking about everything, like all, all the stuff back from Letterman. But anyway, so he was in the crowd. And I found myself going, I wanted to do like my funniest stuff. Like, you know. <laughs> and then we walked back on the back. It's funny. I turned into like, a, well, like everybody, you, you get like a little kid. You know, because we walked outside. We're like, Super out. Dave. He said out. I was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Me and him walking down the street. We're like, he has no idea because I contained myself so good in front of him. I was like, oh, yeah, how you doing? I go, hey, how you doing? I was super nice. I was nervous the whole time. You know what I mean? It's, you're nervous. Nervous over what? You, you can't explain it. It is stupid. I get it. And then sometimes I'm fine with people. But um, the fuck you want from me? Me? You, no, I'm kidding. So it was fun. And now we're here back at the house. And uh, so here's what happened. Uh, yeah, so we don't have a show today. To George Carr, and there's no show. But what I'm going to connect to it just to make it easier is the me and Eric did another show, which, by the way, in that show, we asked to help us name it. I don't want to call it the serious show, which they're always going to be dropped separately. They are not in the place of, uh, you know what? I'm going to drop it on Monday. I want to keep Whoa. things nice and consistent. So that show, the serious show, will drop on, well, okay, I'm going to make an exception. What do you think I should do? Uh, Not an exception, but like the consistency of, I don't want people to think this is like, oh, is this a show now? So we're not going to drop it. I'm going to drop it on Monday. Labor Day? I'll drop it today. Yeah, they're going to demand it. We're laughing because that's silly. Eric is being silly. Um, So anyway... Um, so there is no show today, uh, but uh, it's the no-show show, as I like to call it. Joe, always you're with us in spirit. We're sitting at a great barn table. Whenever we're doing the house, at, uh, the show in the house, you're always going to picture us at a big barn table. Got one stick candle in the middle, some bongos on it, some tambourines. And now we're just sitting here talking. Name a compliment somebody here in the room. We're going to go around the room, nice and loud. You can pick anybody. And you don't even have to say what it is about. You know, do you, should we make you... Oh, should we not have to say who it is? I think that would be more fun. You just make the compliment? You know who it is in your head, but you don't say it outward? Or is that too stupid? Well, either way. No, say it to the person. So what? You know what? I'm thinking of backing out of it because it's uncomfortable. So what? It could be the stupidest compliment. Just something nice. Uh, great <coughs> hair. Oh, thank you. You know, the funny thing is about no, it. No, I wasn't. Oh. I thought I wasn't even looking at you. Oh, I, I don't. I, I, no, I feel like you think. <laughs> it's so funny every time. No matter what it is. You have good hair. And, you know, it looked good tonight, too. If I could tag the compliment. You're allowed to tag the compliment. Okay. That was um, nice. Nick. I'm going to give Nick one. Uh, so I had these hoses that were so folded up, so nice. And, I, and I'll be honest, I don't use them. I got those black hoses that recoil. You can't use them with high, high amounts of water pressure, but you can get a decent amount, enough to, you know, get a good, get a good hose going. But you can't, like, you can't, like, really turn it up because then the, the last time I got those black recoiling hoses, but they don't tangle up, and they're fucking great. But then the old hose, I just it was brand new. I had two brand new hoses, and then I never used them. So I just took them out of the packaging. Picture that those red hoses, perfectly wound up. And I put some wire around them, and I just left them where the hoses go, but they're not used. It's those 
black ones that recoil. They look so good. It made it look so fucking perfect, like the Nalapotskis. And then, um, but then they got used because the other hose was blue, and I hated it. I did. I love them being wound up neatly. Well, Nick Lipa goes outside two days ago, and I don't know what he's doing, but they're on the table. I see him bending and folding and twisting, and I look outside. It's like he's making balloon animals out there. Like, he's like twisting it around. Oh, flip it around. He's like, oh, you got to do a double dip de loo, get that around. You got to fight the twist. Somehow he's figured it out. Go against the twist. There's something you learn after a while. You're like, just keep turning the hose. It's not necessarily. And then he, go out fucking perfect. Not close to perfect. Almost better than from Lowe's. They're perfect. And can I tell you? I feel better. <laughs> so thank you. Good job on the hoses. Good job, man. Thank you. God, I thought that was better than my compliment. Well, there's no no competition. You know what? I'll take the hair one any day. And I don't want it now because then it seems forced. But, uh, Keith? I mean, I'd have to say that Eric has just... Great beard, it looks well. Well, thank you. You know, it's funny, I don't consider it a beard because it's a real. I specifically said his name. Oh, and I wasn't paying attention. Oh my god, you don't have to jump all over me. Well, I know, but sometimes people with my scruff. Okay. It's only funny if we go right back to Eric after it. So he said, what do you say about his beard? It's, it's very well. Talk loud. You have to project. It's very well maintained. Oh, thank you. It's a good-looking beard. You're right. Yeah, and uh, it's, yeah, it's just, he has a, a nice youthful look. Oh, that's There you go. You. Nick? I'm thankful for all of you guys. For- oh, Nah! <laughs> Too generic? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> go. That's his instincts. He's writing his ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's too easy. Thanks, you all, you guys. It's got to be. I'm so glad you're a Fucking. Yeah, right, exactly. What are we going Can I tell you something? I was going to let him go because it's not, it is awkward sometimes, but that's why it's a good thing to do. Even as warm as we are to each other, to give each other direct compliments, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's uncomfortable sometimes. So I just thought, oh, I'll be okay with that. But then as soon as you went, ah, you couldn't even disguise it. It's like if you smell, if you smell shit, you can't have enough time to go to cover. You're like, what the fuck is that? You smelled like a lazy fuck. Trying to wiggle out of uh, having a moment to grow. But that's why we caught you, and now we're going to make you do it. And you know what? You're going to be glad you did it, and I think you have it in you. And, I, and by the way, I don't want to be included. You might say, <laughs> no, he probably feels the need to definitely thank me. There's no rule that says I can't get one two times in a row. There is a no rule. There is no rule that someone or, can't get one two times in a row. And I want to disqualify myself because I feel now more of the narrator. So that's just the way it is. I make the rules, uh, Eric, and I, want to make it, I don't want to make it look like we're – I mean the Nick – this is like, I feel like it's a courtroom now. This should be a loving thing. So let's all take a deep breath. And uh, Nick, is there somebody that you'd like to compliment at the table or say something nice about? I'd like to thank Eric for loaning me all that pot. Oh, you're welcome. Has to make it about pot. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> no, no, we're just kidding. <laughs> Look, no matter what he does. So generic. So generic. Thanks for pot. loaning me pot. No, you know what? That's not true. Okay, good. Give another one until we like it. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. No, I'm, no, exclu- I'm excluded. I'm, ex- I'm excluded. I'm the narrator. Who else would you like to compliment? Till we like it. Keith, uh, oh, compliment. Keith, you have very good pot. 
No, no. Nick, Nick can uh, I tell you something? We're really getting to something right now. now I really you base everything on people's pot. We're asking you to look into... Look, look. This is so real that I should stop yelling. You need to be talked to. <laughs> you, need to, you, need to you need to be hugged. Because, no, no, I'm being actually serious. So anyway, yeah, it's uncomfortable a little bit. So I want to make sure, if you just said to me, here's the other thing you do. You can go, you know what, I'm uncomfortable doing that, even though I like all you guys. I would take that. Uh, but I need you to know that, because who's to decide? The compliment's a compliment. And the way you're supposed to do this is you don't nitpick the compliments. It's like that thing where when I lived at that family up in Anaheim, and we had to go around the table and say something nice that happened to us that day. The Joneses, that's what they did every night. And their one son, he was like 18 at the time, he would always go, I, if I didn't have to do this, that would be a nice thing. And uh, it didn't matter how big it was. She never corrected us. If I went, well, that, you know, that bowl of icing, was, she, would, she would never go, well, that's not it. So why aren't I taking that in the same accountability for Nick? He said he likes his pot. At least he did it. Well, and then you say to him, thanks for giving me pot. I like your pot. How about the person behind the pot? We're not saying, you have good pot. Oh, uh, you buy good food, you know. So, <laughs> so can you compliment somebody about themselves? Oh, he fell asleep. <laughs> In the middle of all of that. That motherfucker. That was a... That is bullshit. How... And I'm not supposed to get mad? Hey, Nick. 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 Hey, Nick. All right. <laughs> we need the... We need the um, run from the bit song. And I said mother effer, and I hate that word. I like just saying fucker. But, you know, no, not fuck her, but like, I like little fucker. Like, you know, I like just go, you little fucker. I think this little fucker instead of M or fucker because uh, motherfucker. I don't, I don't like the way it sounds. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't give people pot. And I buy bad pot, by the way. Thank you. And I, uh, <laughs> you know what? So can you compliment, like, comp- try to compliment something about him as a person? Piece of shit. Like we're him, like he's yeah. fun to. I don't want to give you lead-ins, but you know, you saw what we we all said. You know, you got give give a give a compliment to somebody here about themselves, not their pot. Not their pot. Well, I appreciate Eric for talking to me through dark times. There you oh, go. That's a really nice one, and I know that that's true. What Eric? Uh, Speak loud. Sorry, I was just trying to talk Nick through this. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, these times are dark times. So let's talk about some really important things. And, and uh, to George Kahn, I'm being honest. Eric, the tweets. What are, what are you trying to do? You're trying to... Someone said... Uh, well, you, go ahead. You, are you ready? And you've got to talk really loud because... By the way, this is the show. It's into the phone. If it's a first-time listener, the whole show is into my phone. But you heard the opening jingle. He said, the opening is in the phone. That, there's no show today. It's just the opening. That's not a show. This is an apology for there's no show. So don't judge this. Someone goes, you know what, that's good for no show. Can you, aren't you being picky if you went, oh, it wasn't a show. It wasn't even not a good no show. Come on, at least this is a good not having a show. It's the best way not to have a show. I mean, it's better than nothing. It's a lot better than something. Anyway, I'm just talking all over the place. Did, did you find it, um, Eric? Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, come on. There's someone uh, on Twitter... At the letter O face. At the letter O face? I noticed they had a Doug Loves Movies tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a challenge that if I can get uh, enough Twitter followers, that he'll get a Todd Glass Show tattoo. Wow. I would like that. That would be cool. And then he could take a picture. I'll blow it up, hang it over my bed. 
<coughs> How you doing, Nick? You happy? <laughs> um, that's my new character. What do you think? He's, he's from the um, okay, so if you have to get people have to follow you to make this happen. Yeah, I have to get uh, my Twitter is at Olson Eric O H L S E N. And so I had this uh, dumb tweet. I said, the other at Eric Olson is ruining my life. And this at the letter O face said, and he has more followers too. <laughs> so I said, if I could get more followers than him, will you get a Todd Glashow tattoo? And he said, yes. So I think I need 700. You know, that's, if, that's do you think you, achievable amount. it is? Do you think Joe? Do you think Joe would make a jingle that said what we need, and then we could play it fifty times on next week's show? It's going to be a fun show next week. I can't tell you, but I got a lot of surprises. <clears throat> it's an old trick, anyway. So, and we can so we can keep doing that. But basically, for now, follow Eric. That's all I ask, and I don't ask a lot. Okay, listen. Um, there's a, there's this company that um, they. Uh, it, it's a long, well, they, they gave me it was uh, it was in uh, Portland and they had given me uh, some uh, cool things in a little bag. It was very nice. And then I went to look at their website, and uh, it's called. It's we all looked at it. Eric was here and Nick was here, and it's called the the Case of Base, right? Caseofbase.com. Caseofbase.com. And let me tell you something. I always say this: if, if if you if you tell someone to go look at something and it's shit. They're going to not trust you. No, you're going to look at this. You're going to go, oh, yeah, this is really cool. So they put boom boxes in cool suitcases. And you'd be surprised how many types of cool suitcases there are. And they are just, it makes you want one so bad. How much they go for? You know what? It, they they ranged all over the place. And I don't remember. I don't want to They're quote anything. Bad, 300 bucks. That's how much oh, is that, so you, you, you could get one for, really? Well, let me tell you something. I bet, I bet they... I bet they look at. Uh, I don't want to guess the wrong thing, but that's even cool to know that you could get a cool one for that. But I bet they range all over the place. But nevertheless, you go. I do want people to go to caseabase.com, and uh, you know what's cool about something like that? Like you could watch a movie on your TV. Like for me, I don't have surround sound. I had it, didn't work. I just threw it out. I'm tired of wires anyway. Um, and then uh, I could just bring that into the living room, watch a movie, and it would sound unbelievable, right? Am I right? Do I understand it? It's a functional piece of art, too. Yes, it's a, it is. It's so... Wait do you go, go look at the website. And I have one that I really like. Well, there's a lot that I really like. I'm so greedy. I want one. Send me one now. <laughs> Send it. Let it go. Call. Get... I want two. Come on. <laughs> I need one for the patio. I want to leave out there all the time and one in my house. Please. <laughs> to George Carlin... Go to the website and you will, with all, I'm overdoing it, but you'll go to the website. It's really cool. I wouldn't be surprised. This is the type of thing that I could see someone going to this and going, oh, I'm getting one of those and end up getting one of those. Because it's not like it's, oh, they're $3,500. No, it's relatively affordable. Jesus. You know what I'd like to do? Use one to travel with too. You know what I mean? Throw my real luggage in. Throw the suitcase, all the boombox stuff and my luggage. Leave room for my, my car. I'm kidding. Jesus Christ, what am I, an idiot? Okay, so before we say goodbye, one more thing. Um, Computerking.com. You're going to... I have never appreciated somebody so much. Well, Jingle Joe, maybe. You know what? Fuck Computer King. 
No. I have, uh, it's been a while since somebody made me breathe that easy. And they are, it's called computerking.com. Wait, computer with a K? Computer with a K. Computer with a K? Wow. Yeah. Um, something just happened. I feel like I dropped the phone. Lance and Cameron, and they redid my website. And we're going to have a store. We're going to sell the weirdest things. We'll do the traditional stuff like T-shirts, but we're going to have some weird shit too. Like, you know, um, you know, Joe will do you a your outgoing voice message. Don't worry. It'll be a little pricey. And then there'll be cheap stuff too. You know, like, you know what I mean? Reasonably priced stuff. Cheap is not a way to explain things that are on your for store. <laughs> we got some cheap shit. Yeah, yeah get you some spoiled eggs. Um, so they, they just redid my website, and I looked at it yesterday for the first time, and I knew they were working on it. They understood because they understood everything that me and Eric had asked them for, and it's just clean and it's nice and it moves nicely and it's just it's coming. If you need that stuff and you're and you think oh my website my website it starts weighing on you. Clean it up, have it be fucking nice. I feel better now. They're going to manage it, so. Uh, yes, I am. You know, sometimes I go, it's not a plug, it's not a plug, you know. This is. This is. Computer King. With a K. With a K. Computer King. With a K. With a K. Computer King. With, With a, K. a K. With a K. ComputerKing.com. They're going to make you look good. Computer K. With, With a, a K. K. What? With a K. Ah, your mother. So thank you, guys. And case of base, case of fucking base. <laughs> Seriously, what a great name too. Sorry for the cursing. And let's get Eric some tweets. How you doing? You know my favorite thing. We had the shortest conversation the other day. Can I can I say something? Is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. When we were talking about the who's the uh, the player sitting out. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, and uh, we said before we even found out what it was. I was like, who cares? who cares? I want to find out what it was, but good. That's what we're supposed to do. And by the way, if there's a better way to, to even if we don't agree with it, I really mean that. Even if you don't agree with what he is, uh, you still go, that's peaceful. That's the most peaceful thing you can do. And that's what you're supposed to do. Peaceful things. Well, yeah, someone tweeted, <coughs> uh, you know, as a veteran, they found it very disrespectful and that he should stand. And I said, well, as a veteran, um, we don't want to take away people's First Amendment rights. Right. Who cares what the fuck he wasn't standing for? It's his right to do so. Yeah, well... This is America. Yeah, so I love when veterans sometimes will say... Or anybody from a group in the... Not that their opinion shouldn't be weighed. I get it. Because I'm a veteran. Does that mean you should take my opinion a little... Yeah, for certain issues, certain... Ta- what we're talking about or certain, you know, certain things that happen in the military. Yeah, we, you weigh in. But, um, no, we, we don't have to... Uh, Sorry, hold on. So what I'm saying is, but we don't have to, just because you're a veteran and you decide that you're on the side of it being patriotic, it's unpatriotic to not stand for the national anthem. Yeah, that's okay, but be really clear that you're aware that there's a big, also dose of veterans that think, no, the exact opposite. And that's okay, but you don't say it like, that's unpatriotic, like that's the final word. No, there's people that feel the exact same opposite as you that were in the military just as, just like you were. So you're not the end all because you were a veteran. When there's other veterans now, if 98% of the veterans felt a certain way, then maybe. But no, there's a lot that feel what, how you feel, Eric. Like, no, that's the exact, yeah. that's why we fight. That's why uh, 
Was it Tom Martin that said they stole patriotism? Yeah, he said that about it's theirs. Two years ago, they stole it. That's why that we said they like they stole patriotism. Like somehow that's not with beautiful things. It's like patriotism is all to do with like you know this this truck driving and you know and wave the American flag. And then Tom said, "Yeah, why don't we take back?" Patriotism, and that's sort of what the John Cena thing. Yeah. Why I like that because that was doing that. Mm-hmm. It was having that mentality of getting a truck and fucking say some shit, and but say smart shit. Why can't you be walking down the street, fucking with a big fucking guy wailing out with a deep voice, with an accent, saying fucking brilliant kind shit, and you're a tough fuck. That's patriotism. That's fucking so awesome when you see that, you know. So that's like. You know, it does, why does it have to be, uh, it's always on the wrong side, you know? So Tom Martin, he said it two years ago. He's going to call me tomorrow. Hey, Todd, uh, <laughs> do I get any money? Uh, he was our early guest that demanded a hotel. <laughs> and a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. Not even, oh, talk, not even talking. Not even, that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, that doesn't, that does, it doesn't even, because we're not even doing... Well, I understand if we're doing a show with music, but it's just like, it doesn't, you know, make any sense. It's just, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really, yeah, it's a, it doesn't, it doesn't really, well, one and a two and a one, two, three, we're not even, I get it if we're doing music, I get it if we're, and you think, you think, yeah, it's doing music, but just interrupt the show. A one and a two and a one, two, three, why would that even be appropriate at a time? It doesn't even make any sense. right here. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. You gotta fly away with me. You know it ain't true. Two, three, four. All right, everybody. A computer king. With, with a K. K. If I was the director, I'd go, I want, when you say with a K, like as hard and clean and loud as you can get it. It's computer king. With, with a K. K. You heard him. Computer king. With, with a K. With a K. <laughs> with a with a K! Computer King! With a K! The K! Okay, I have neighbors. Case of base. I want a case for base. <laughs> case for base. They're so cool. These leather bags, retro, old, 50s look, 40s. I don't remember. I was looking through them on the internet last night. All right, what do we want to do? Let's do one more thing and then we're going to uh, apologize. For, for, for no for no show. Wow. Well, this is almost turning into a show. I hate to say it, but I won't. It's the not. Longest five minute ride at Duncan. Keith, life. compliment me. Todd. <laughs> what if that's what the game turns into? <laughs> don't don't to George Carlin. Don't because then it's not funny if you actually do it. What? You know what they say about you? What do they say about me? They say that uh, you're so good looking, it's ruining your career. Do people really say that? Yeah, they say it's holding you back. Well, I always thought that too. It's like when you... I wish I was uglier. I'm leading man looks, but I'm... When you go out on a stage... When I go out on a stage... so good looking, it automatically makes people not like you. Wow. That's a... By the way, that's the biggest compliment I could get. (laughs) You are so handsome that when you walk into a room, you give people a stomachache. Because they're either mad at you or... They think you're that good looking. That there's people that are so good looking that they give you a stomachache. And when they're friendly, you want to vomit. <laughs> you go, they don't even have any idea. And then they can sing and dance? Fuck them. Ah, oh, those fucking piles of shits. <laughs> Singing, dancing, <laughs> friendly funny. motherfuckers that are funny. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> now I'm going to vomit. 
You know what I mean, though? Good-looking people give people stomach aches. Um, you know, like, especially, like, I always wanted to do a video to, to how much attention we give, just subconsciously. It's like the Kennedys or whatever. But, like, you cast this ridiculously good-looking family, like seven or eight of them. I mean, just for, all the way up to the grandparents, but everybody. And they're not like, oh, country club good-looking. Just a good-looking family. All over, They're like the perfect family. My but they're drop-dead, sick, disgusting, good-looking, right? The guys, the girls, every age, the mom, the dad, down-to-earth good-looking, but like, what? so disturbingly. And you just walk places with them, and you secretly shoot it and watch how many people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> a one and a two and a one, two, three. Slick made of the moon. What I just said about shooting that, you got the silliness of it, right? right? They would be probably like going, wow, people really do like take notice. Well, I get that almost anywhere I go. Thank you. <laughs> Did you like that? There's more where that came from. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. We'll be with you. Keith. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. All right, everybody. Well, did you have a teacher that influenced you that you liked in school? Uh, Yeah, it's my new go-to question. You have a problem with it? Not you, the listener. (laughs) Why is he picking on us? Go ahead. Do you have a teacher that influenced you? uh, To George Carlin? No. No? No. I did have a teacher, but he didn't influence me. That's a good story. Why don't I close with that? I thought you I was going to make you my headlining story. I do, but we talk about it on the serious show. Oh, we do. On the serious show, which we're going to rename. And we're going to roll that in today. We're just going to roll it in. But no, no. It's just because we don't have a regular show. To George Conn, I'll be honest. Those will always be dropped on Mondays. Whenever we want to do them. Could be one month, we'll do five of them. Could be one month, we do one of them. Just whatever we're feeling it, we'll drop those Monday shows. Can I tell you something? The stress of dropping those Monday shows... But it's all right. Just be honest with people. There's going to be times when you bring real clarity to issues. Sometimes you do it for certain things you're talking about. Sometimes you think about it the next day and you go, I could have said it better. I could have said it cleaner. But I definitely felt good about the conversation because there were certain things that I feel like I got off my chest. How did you feel, Eric? It's a forced question. Uh, I felt the exact same as you did. It was a good conversation. And, uh, yeah. I wanted to say that I'm sorry about your dog dying. Why would you bring that up? Well, because I just wanted to let well, you... I haven't thought, I haven't thought about well, that. Well, now I feel bad. A while. No, Why don't. would you do that? Don't. No, don't. To George Carlin. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love that word. That ended that. I didn't want to be in that any longer. <laughs> And I thought, no, I know Eric. He doesn't. He doesn't give a shit about his. No, no, no. He gives about. No, we don't think go a little bit ridiculous. Doesn't give a shit about his dog. Why would he do that? He doesn't. That's ridiculous. Because he doesn't say. He doesn't care about people. No, we go from one extreme to the other. There's still boundaries. Of course, there's boundaries. Doesn't understand. No, you can't. You can't. You just don't. Exactly. No, that's so wrong. He boils it down to his vulgarity. It's just. It doesn't. I don't understand that. Kills him. With a K. <laughs> God damn it, Keith. Well, Duncan Carey's on his way over. If I must brag. 
Say something nice to a listener. You're you're good. You're good at listening. No, let, it's not your turn. And I'm going to take that one now. And that's a rule. You're good at listening. Ah, that's my first one. Sorry. You have any others you want to give me? <clears throat> it's all facial for this bit. I'm like turning my head. It's so cocky and like, okay, well that's the way the rule is. Shaking my head up and down. Okay, that's mine now. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to start with my first one, and that would be your good listener. Hmm, how's that feel? So that's my first one. You're a good listener. My second one is you're, you know, you really do try to uh, to grow. Like that's pretty cool. You know, maybe you need to just be nice to yourself today. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> I'm going to pass the phone around for this one. So you will hear a little phone movement. No jokes. No, I think that, you know. Let's do the listener. What they're really good at is, you know, you're driving in traffic. It's 930 in the morning. You just want a good smile on your face. And I appreciate that. And because of that, I appreciate you. And, you know, I hope that... uh and a one and a two and a one, two, three can bring a smile to someone's face out there. Now Eric Olson is taking the phone. Hello. Uh, I'd like to compliment the listener because they get it. They're smart. Right. They have uh, a sense of humor. Right. Oh, they yeah. possess all the qualities that successful people have. Right. right, they yeah. do. And uh, so, thank you. Right. 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 By the way, I don't know why we did the bit. I want to apologize for putting rights around that. It seemed like it would be fun. But it took away from the nice thing that you said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Leeper, Nick Leeper, maybe he'll be sleeping now. Oh, no, I thought we'd give him a turn. And now it makes us look like a fool. I feel like a fool. I feel like a fool. Well, it's a slap in the face, at least. Would you like me to sing a song? Would you like me to sing a song? Should I sing a song? Should I make it long? The bottom line is, would you like me to sing a song? I'd sing it long. Should I sing a song, make it long? Oh, I'll never be able to sing like a real professional. Or maybe I will. That's that's too much fun. You know how I know when I feel stupid after I do it and I feel naked because I was just 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 saying shit that made me feel good. What was it? With a K. You think it's funny? Do you think life is a big joke, Keith? And I want to talk to you about that seriously off the podcast. You're in big trouble. No, you are. And Eric told me about you, and he said you were going to be a bad apple, <laughs> a bad Macintosh apple. No, I'd like to say goodbye to our listeners, and I'd like to thank you. I apologize. Obviously, um, it's a long, there's a no-show show. I get it, but it's something. If it's all I have to give to you, please take it with my love. Take my love. Take my kind words. Take my... Take my hand And let those right.
with you. Now that's a spicy podcast. Aha, uh-huh, Harris Whittles. That's my phone. Oh, <laughs> I went to turn off the wrong phone. Well, I guess that's the way we ended this show. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd. If he says potato salad or swear to God. Those expressions are comedic, little darling. If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin. And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt. Todd's almost always joking when he says, edit it out. The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted. Other podcasts end before his gets started. The intros are recorded on a phone, but don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association. Voted the Todd Glass Show with number one. So welcome to the show. No one has a good enough memory to be a successful liar. Abraham Lincoln. All told to me by Eric Olson right before we turned on these microphones. Man, just think of the shit that's going to be flying through the air for the next, I don't know, hour. Flying through the airwaves, right into people's ears. <laughs> Hi. Well, we're going to think of a name for these shows. I didn't care. The, for when, I, when I started my first podcast, you know, the regular podcast, the Todd Glass Show, that was easy. I said, ah, I don't want a glass cast. There were some good ones. But um, I just said the Todd Glass Show. But for this, I just want to think of a name. So that's what we'll do. We'll just email us if you have a name. I don't want to call it the serious show, or maybe we should. Joe should take one of the jingles. You know how Entertainment Tonight, when somebody dies, they play the Entertainment Tonight song, but slower. <laughs> you want him to just slow down a regular jingle? Maybe just slow down a regular jingle. <laughs> right? Yeah. That could work. Um, so email us some names for the show. But it, I used to do it in the beginning of the other show. And... Um, I didn't give. I, I didn't take my time doing it, and I didn't. And then I wanted to get to the silly part of the other show, so I just thought, it, once Eric Olson is back in town, whenever we're feeling it, there's no once a week. It's just whenever we're feeling it, we turn on the mics, and then we'll on our other show, the Todd Glass Show, we'll just say, "Hey, by the way, we dropped an episode. We did one already. This is our second one." Is this one coming out on Friday, though? I don't know when this is going to come out. Probably Monday. Oh wait. This came out on Mon- This came out on Friday because we didn't have a show. Right, that's right. Oh, thank God you reminded me. Which people always heard, they already heard the opening, so they know they they're all caught up. So, uh, but normally that's not the way it'll be. Today's show is we used it because we couldn't do a regular one. But I did a long opening into this show. Mm-hmm, you knows it. Um, hello, hi. How you doing? I'm great. Why are you great? Here we are, number two. Did you have a nice day? I did. What did you do? I went on a very long walk. Where? Around the neighborhood. See, I care. (laughs) Oh, what did I do? 
Oh, you know what? I got to be honest. I wasn't paying attention. No, so you went on a long it. walk around the neighborhood. Oh, you are a good interviewer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're that easily fooled. Um, oh, look, Nick Lipa happens to be uh, walking in. Nick, feel free if you want to sit down. I don't want you to think I'm holding any of those the grudges that I used to have. Oh, oh come God. on! While I'm telling him, Nick, Nick, Nick. Nick, you fell asleep while I was telling you that I didn't hold the last time you fell asleep to, uh... Yeah, you just fell asleep. you were just asleep. The listeners heard you. No, no. Oh, my God, he did it again. Oh, my God, he fell asleep while... This is the serious show, too. Disrespectful. So, I didn't mean go away in a mean way. I meant that'll be a funny way to do the bit. Uh, But anyway, this is a serious show. We don't have time for bits. So, maybe somebody sent you here. Maybe somebody sent you here. You know, you don't even listen to our other show. So we'll try to keep things. We'll try to keep the cursing down. Oh, we don't need a lot of cursing. I do want to say one thing because we already hit on this last week. So I'll make it very quick. If you want to add anything to it, obviously, you add all you want. But uh, I know we chewed it up last time. Uh, But I, I wish they would stop saying I know they're not going to. So I just say it and it's not going to happen. I get why the LAPD or all police departments, should I say, can't say this, but they're going they're finally admitting there's a few bad apples. <laughs> oh, that's what they think. There's a few bad apples. I love to turn things when people act like what I'm about to say is not out of respect to the cops. It is 100 percent. If a good cop heard me say this, he'd be like. Fucking how the fuck does he know? He's as mad as me. But he gets it too, why they can't say it. But no, there's a few good apples in in these police departments. And by the way, again, I don't take for granted everyone's heard every show. When I say what a ba- and what I say what a maybe this is why I hate doing this. Because you can't take for granted everybody listens to every show. Therefore, I didn't didn't I didn't do the preamble of how much I think we need to value our good cops. And a lot of people want to blow right past it no spend some time in realizing there are fucking good cops and it's not made pretend but when i say bad cop just to refresh people that haven't heard it before maybe i'm I'm talking i'm not talking about a cop that would throw in a gun or steal money no there's a lot of cops that might be bullies and dicks but they wouldn't they don't you know they don't enter into that type of illegal activity no there's probably a, a lot of those but i'm talking about cops like i said my friend john with empathy and understanding and, and 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 can use their power to be incredible and they do they do great what was that video we watched did, did we talk about that, that yeah guy? last week uh well it's worth mentioning again officer tommy norman he's with the north little rock police department and his facebook videos are just amazing um, and he's not the only one. He represents – when I say small – look, I don't care if the numbers – if 20% of the cops are – whatever it is, it's a very small amount. And it is disrespectful to say – oh, so did you finish what you are saying about him? Go looking at his videos? Yeah, it's just he's all about community policing, and he's gotten so many followers on Facebook that uh, people send in gifts for the people, and now he spends his days – Filling, he literally, a police car full of boxes, and he drives around delivering gifts to the people that they were sent to. Well, you know what? That's so heartwarming. And it also, it says that you can, you know, I know a lot of people, but I feel like they might be just cynics across the board that want to argue with me. There's no good cops. Nobody would do that. And I disagree. 
Yeah, that's crazy. I disagree. I don't think, by the way, I also don't think I, I go one way and then you think I might go all the way that way. And then I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I also, uh, y- yes, they do. When they, I know some people get annoyed when they say, oh, they're heroes. They go into, they are doing it for a living. Um, but, you know, hey, I'm sure the first time they save your, your, your son from drowning or your daughter or your dog, <laughs> right. you're going to not care that they're getting paid to do it. But you're going to go, fuck. They do walk into situations that other people are running from. People are running vigorously one way, and they are running as vigorously the other way. But, that, but by the way, here's the problem. A lot of cops that would do stuff like that, just because they do heroic things, does not mean they're also not fucking prejudiced and out there causing a lot of other people harm. You know, I get it. There's a lot of there's a lot of cops that would, you know, run into a building and save somebody from drowning. That doesn't mean that they're also not fucking prejudiced. You're looking for someone that does both. But the reason I think that other people can get want to be a cops, like I said, I always mention my friend John, like um, if you're a nice person, you can get off on the power you have and what you do with it. Because people innately do trust you. Little kids do if you establish good relationships with them. People overwhelmingly, even still, I think, well, it's it's damaged. It's damaged. But like the cops, like you don't, you, you know, you can, you have a lot of power. You walk into a room, everyone, you know, you, if you're funny or you're kind, like you can bring a lot of good energy right, everywhere you right, go. Right. You know, I remember once when I was doing a ride along and I was talking over the PA, just, you know, I, I made a joke. I'm like, hey, can I? He, I wanted to go. This is a. Uh, this is my friend John Bledsoe, not the other John that I'm talking about. But John Bledsoe, he, he, there was nothing going on. I said, well, you know, I think I'm gonna head home. He goes, come on, stay out for like another hour. He goes, I'll let you talk in the PA. I'm like, I'll stay for another hour. Uh, but nothing crazy. But like, you know, I'm always thinking, I can't believe we can fucking do this. He's like, well, who's gonna get? He's pretty high up, so. He's not going to get. He's not going to lose his pension because he let me talk in the PA. It's like <laughs> it's not really that dangerous, but it sure seems like a lot of fun, and it is. Um, anyway, yeah, when you when you want to do good things with that amount of power, and I've seen him when the shit hits the fan. A lot of people think, "Oh, come on, they're cops. They got to be tough." Well, yeah, he fucking when he needs to do what he needs to do, he fucking does it. And then he's. It's like it's you know, and uh, and then he can be a kind person. You can be both. You right. can be both. And people go, oh, I don't know if you're too kind. No, he fucking, he can do both. Well, that was my experience in the Coast Guard is a lot of the guys that I worked with, they were kind, funny people, and we would joke around a lot. But when it came time to do our job, as soon as we climbed up the side of a ship, it was serious. Yeah. You do, your game face is on, you do your job, you do it Yeah, well, you can do then, both. Then you get back off and then you fuck around again. Yeah, I see. I um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, there's nothing. Oh yeah. So when they say there's a few bad apples, it makes me. Oh my god, fucking stop shitting on the good cops by insinuating there's just a few. Fuck. Um. So, but they. I love when they say it. There's a few bad apples. Oh, really? Is that what it is? A few bad apples? Is that why things turned out the way they did? Um. And we mentioned this last week. Um. So if you do see that video or any video of Officer Tommy Norman um, and you think, if I was a cop, I would be like that, uh, then please think about being a cop. They desperately need you. Yeah, and by the way, now's the time when if you went into the LAPD and you said that, if you walked in and, look, you can't make it up. You know, well, you could, but if you're saying it, the odds are it's because you went and saw what he did and... 
uh, you either going to admire him. If you don't admire him, you're not going to say that's why you join the LAPD. So who's ever saying that means it because they think it represents them well. They would that would be a great opening line to me to go. Why do I want to be a cop? I never wanted to be a cop until honestly why you didn't. And then you saw this video. Yeah, that's how it started. And his name was Officer Tommy Norman, Officer Tommy Norman. And they're going to know who he is and go. And I thought, wow, I hope they do. I hope every cop knows who he is. Well, he should be a training officer. He should be a training officer. I like when people go, well, there's, uh, it's going, they're, they're shooting each other. And the, yeah, I know, but they're, 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 the cops we hold to a higher standard. Right. We're not, we're not insinuating, like, they're, they're acting like, oh, they're going to compare us to other, you know, other, other, eh, I don't, anyway, I made my point. Um, that went on longer than I thought. But it was, uh, it was important. <laughs> so what do you want to start with? You want to jump into God? <laughs> let's just tackle that real quick. Well, we're talking about, let's clean it up. We're talking about, by the way, one I'm scared to tackle. Or we, we, we're, of course, we're not talking about organized religion. I mean, at this point on this show, I think we all agree that, or, yeah. or, or, or here's, I'll say what I say, and you tell me if you agree. Organized religion, yeah, we, we've said it before, but again, I'm not going to keep prefacing it. I will repeat things on the show because you can't. Someone might hear this show and not hear other shows, so unfortunately, but you're all right with that. You've emailed me and told me uh, that um, organized religion, we're going to go ahead and say that that's dogma and it's silly and we're past that. We're past that. Now it's just, but there are people that go, oh, no, 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 I don't. Now, hey, there's some people that still believe in organized religion. They still think maybe I don't want, maybe I bypass that part. And they're the group of people that they still are part of the Catholic Church or they're a part of a synagogue or all of it. It's all crap. And they don't agree with everything they do, but they're a part of it um, because they still think that not only do they believe in God, but they need to go through this uh, thing that they feel has serviced it well. <laughs> you know, that's mind-boggling, but, but let's bypass that. Let's talk about the people that go, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't believe in organized religion. I, I I believe in a God, but I go directly to that God, and I have an understanding with that God. But my, my but they're going to go. Oh no, of course, of course. So organized religion. I'm not a moron. Uh, they've they, yeah. That's not a vehicle that I need to use to get through. When I can go directly to uh, God. Cool. We're talking about those people today. Well, let's go uh, one step down real fast. There are people that I believe are atheists, but they were raised Catholic. So they tell people they're a Catholic. There's a ton of people that were born Jewish, but they're atheists, but they still say they're Jewish. Uh, knock it off. You know, Stop yeah, it. me too. Don't. Well, no, no, no. You're, I say, you're, I you're say. still legitimizing the organization. That yeah, you, you know, the, the best phrase that, that makes that, to make that just all take the, the punch into, and by the way, everything we say, me and Eric have said this time after time, 90% of it is because we need to rehear it. We need to rehear it. You know, the lazily saying something or not giving your, you know, not, not uh, like we said, not saying something. But the reason being is that my favorite phrase, I said it and then someone said, yeah, that is a phrase that you hear a lot. There's people behind these causes. <laughs> if you saw the video of, of one person, if you saw an hour documentary 
By the way, it's a good idea for a documentary because it does, even to good people, even the good-hearted, fair people, that, that if they had a magic wand, would wave it and give everybody equality if they had it. If we're talking about those people even, and I would hope that would be me, even those people, me too, you need to be reminded when they go, oh, remember, we have to move in small incre- increments. We can't go too fast. If you saw the video... I know you know it. It's wrong. You said if you had a magic wand, you'd give everybody equality. But that's not what it is. You sort of – if you saw a video of one person that going to church, that the type of things that they perpetuate, one person, a documentary for an hour, how it's crushed their life, you might go, oh, I just – I can't dabble in. (laughs) (laughs) I just dabble. I don't care. I just dabble. If you saw the video, me too. Because again, you think it's a cause. Oh, that gay marriage. Oh, women's rights and this and the cause. Oh, I don't like Gloria Stein. Oh, remember at the end of all of it, even if no, some people might exploit it and not do it its best. The cause is important. I got a little lost, but going back to the cause and, and when you... When you're going to church, if you don't believe in everything they say, then you got to stop that. Again, going back, if you saw the documentary, you know, maybe because it's personal to me, one gay kid from 13 and talk to him what it was like to be, and then the church, and then see this kid. How about how gruesome do you have to go? Do you need to go to the funeral of some kid that kills himself? If you are perpetuating into that in any way that somebody is not, look, if they're not normal, and if they do need help, you're fine. I get that. If, they, if you're right, then fight the fight, but make sure you're right, and you're not. We are at the point already when we say that as a civil society that you're not. So, so when you, when you're, when you're, when you're, when you see, if you would see the life of a kid that might even kill himself and you, and you go to a church, yeah, you need to eventually, how about we give you a get out of jail free card until you heard these words. Now, now you just don't get one the rest of your life. You want to go, fuck, these guys are right. I fuck. You know what? If anything, it's the laziest, cool thing you could do for humanity. You want to take a hike or you want to some people. I wanted to get more involved with Bernie Sanders and I didn't. This is a lazy fucking way to do a good thing. You don't have to do something. You don't have to make pretend. You can just say, no, I'm done with it. What a what a what what could be easier and do the right thing? You don't have to march. You don't have to. Right. What what do you have to do? Just nothing. You have to do nothing. Just stop uh, going just to this institution. S- stop participating in something you think is bullshit. Um, I do that uh, with my family um, on the holidays when uh, they want to pray before dinner. Um, you know, I let it be known that, no, I will stand here in silence out of respect to you, but I'm not going to bow my head and close my eyes to a pretend thing that you all believe in how do you do that okay let's break that down because obviously you know i agree with you but in certain situations i have and by the way this is a good part there's no run one right way here um you know pulled the person's hands next to me it's very rarely does it happen but it happens it happens you're in a situation where you go to a very traditional prayer usually once hands are all held 
there's going to be, and please take, you know, this food and nourish, and oh, shut up. Well, another problem I have, though, is for whatever reason, when there's group prayer, I think it's so absurd, I get the giggles. <laughs> so sometimes I have to go, you know what, I'm going to step out, <laughs> of, and as soon as you're done praying, I'll come back. And by the way, this is what we're going to tiptoe into. Of course, if somebody um, says something like, you know, just raise a glass. Like, you don't get taken away all those great moments. You just alter them a little bit differently. It's like I was impressed with my mom the other day when she said she met this new person. And she goes, I know you don't like, she goes, she doesn't like saying God brought us together, my mom said, because she has a new friend. She has a new friend. I love it. And uh, uh, friend is atheist? Yes. Okay. And uh, they they ended up... Me, it doesn't matter why, but but my my step my mom's husband likes her and also her husband, and they get along. They have three kids. They love my parents. It's like it's great. They have, it's it's so awesome that they get to do that and hang out and have fun. And um, she said, you know, I like the way she said it. This is what my mom said the other day on the phone. She goes, I'm really glad the universe brought us together. So that's still kind. Right. And it, it's a, I think sometimes you think if you give up on the God, you're going to have to give up with all those things that go along with it. No, you're just – but I like that my mom was – she goes, yeah, I like that. It's still special. It's still nice. Right. Just because you give up on God and religion doesn't mean that uh, miracles aren't real. Right. And people. People are real. So let's go nice and slow here. So anyway, we're talking. There are we, we just talked about the people that uh, organize religion, going through organized religion that baffles us. So let's move past that <clears throat> to the group of people that go, no, no, no. Like I said before, we're not, we don't need organized religion, but we just go directly to God. Agnostic. What are you talking about? Agnostic um, or atheist? Atheist. Uh, you know. Atheist, I, atheist, I guess. Well, atheist is hardcore. I think atheist uh, is pretty much adamant that there's no God. To where agnostic says, uh, I don't believe in religion, but I still believe in God. I think. Right. So here's, here's what, what you have to do, I think, to clean this up a little bit. Because um, obviously I don't want to talk about this subject unless I think I bring some clarity to it. So I'd rather take long pauses... And be very clean in my thoughts. And uh, so I want to make sure. And by the way, don't come. It seems like I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm not like, it seems like I'm yelling at you for some reason. I'm just saying I want to be. So I want to make sure where we're at with this. So when we talk about the people that still defend organized religion, even, well, they don't, they don't defend it. But like we said, they just dabble into it, even though they probably don't believe all the shit they believe. And, but they still go, maybe go to church, maybe whatever. On Easter or right, right, Christmas. Right, it, not, right, right. Another good point. Once a year. I wouldn't go once a year. And once a year, would you go to a once a year clan? Just once a year? Come on, Eric. You wouldn't go to a once a year clan. No, I would not. You wouldn't go, Eric. You wouldn't go one once a year. No. And by the way, the reason it looks uglier when we think of it that way, we because most people that good that there are people listening right now that go, I dabble in the church. I know what they're talking about. And but you go, oh, can you really compare it to the clan? Well, no, not if you uh, look at uh, someone how they look physically. One does look a lot prettier doing the harm they do. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're, 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 they're more, you know, more uh, fit into society. Better outfits. Better outfits <laughs> and uh, friendlier, bigger smiles. So, yeah, yeah, the evil they do is disguised in that way. But, no, it is the same amount. So um, 
but anyway, I, I digress. So let's move past th- that and say that there, you know, that I don't want to really, I can't even tackle that, you know, because like I, I've talked about this before, like they were wrong about, you know, slavery. They were wrong about women's rights. They were wrong about gay marriage. They were wrong about the world being flat. They were wrong about, but people go, but I still think they got it. They still know where we go when we die. Oh, please. Right. Really? They got all that other stuff wrong, but maybe, okay, so. I know I've said this a hundred times. People are going to. So I used to not want to take on the people that believe just they even believe in God because I get it. If you go, well, and by the way, Bill, a lot of people say that Bill Maher said he's positive. There isn't a God. I remember him. At least his stance was, no, this is what I feel. They go, well, how do you know? He goes, I don't know. He goes, then that would be mirroring you, mirroring you. Right. He goes, I don't know. But because I don't know, I'm not making something up. So not everybody might have that stance, but I know that's Bill Maher's stance. So whatever that stance is, I like that because that's, that's my stance. That's my stance. It, so, but I think I've changed. Okay. But here's where I think I might have changed it. And I used to say, but if you just believe in God, you know, and I don't, okay, we can agree to disagree. But I thought, God damn it, I know it. that's not going to stand the test of time. If God is not real, then it could throw everything off kilt. And when we and this is the part that I think we both need to do before we can go forward, and I'm glad I remembered. I will let you go first. I'll tell you what it is, and then I'll go second. When you tell people you don't believe in God, I think with that they think 20 things. So before you have this discussion, you need to clearly say basically the gist of it. What when you see? Because we always sloppily say, "I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God." And a lot of times, people think there's other things you don't believe in, and you go, "Oh no, I believe in that. Oh no, I believe in that." So before you understand what religion means to somebody, you have to ask them because you might find out. Oh, I hate to tell you this, buddy, but you're agnostic, or you might find out. No, he believes in. I alter the winds through my prayer. Everything has a reason, right? But some people would be. But because neither of us believe in that, we'll just start with you. When you say you don't believe in God, in what is the the, the, the crux of what you don't believe in? Um, I don't believe that there is a super being that uh, controls everything. Um. But I think we're asking the wrong questions. Not is there a God? We should be asking, uh, where did DNA come from? I well, believe 14 billion years ago there was a Big Bang, right? Well, I don't know what caused that. Hold just just so I don't forget this thought. But I don't mind going to that either. Even if you want to write that down, the reason we're saying that we're arguing if there's a God because a lot of people today that's what we deal with, thinking that with that he alters the winds. See, at that level, you know when some people say that he has a plan. I don't believe that because if there is uh, someone doing that, um, they're an asshole. They're the same person that give children leukemia. Right. Uh, So we're not – and a lot of times when we say this, people go, what happened to you? I've had that happen. I thought, oh, my God, you think I gave up on God because you think – that's how you would be, that if he didn't give you something you wanted, that you'd be like, I don't believe in you. That's when you doubt him, when you don't get what you want. No, I honestly can say I did not change my beliefs on God, which I will explain what I think when I say there is no God, because I didn't get something I wanted, or I prayed for something I didn't get it, or something tragic happened in my life. I know some people, it's hard, they lose faith when something 
just horribly tragic happens to someone in their family and they can have trouble with their faith. And we tell them, oh, everything happens for a reason, everything. Um, that's, to me, what I have, I don't believe. No, I don't believe that, um, you know, you pray and he alters the winds. You know, people go, oh, thank God he saved my home. Well, come on, when he could have got backed up and not had a fire. Like, you, it sounds like an alcoholic. People trying to defend religion sound like an alcoholic because they're all over the place because it doesn't make sense. So they go, oh, you have to have faith. You have to have the, oh, oh, it's because it doesn't all pull together. So it's that there's no plan. A child doesn't get murdered for some bigger plan. Um, I don't believe, that's really the specifics. And the reason that I changed from even being agnostic is because somebody said, I heard speak and said, some people it's like, oh, if there was a God, that would be great. But I don't, it wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be great. This person was explaining to be under the watch. People need to get away from the watch and the wrath of the human eye and to insinuate that there's someone watching you all the time. It's not healthy. So it's, it wouldn't be good if it was true. And it hasn't worked, by the way. That's the amazing part that I always forget to say. And well, what would happen? There'd be mayhem if people didn't believe in a... Oh, there is mayhem. There is mayhem. So what we were talking about, I think, was... I think, first of all, you have to be a little more loving. Even though I think a lot of times when people say, Oh, they're, they're, a, they're a hardcore atheist. What do they call them? The, uh, like, they're, they're, they're holy roller atheists. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I guess. I'm wondering how many times. I'm sure there are. Of course there are people that are this just as holy. But you know what? When people have been attacking you, like organized religion has been attacking people, you got to come out punching. They have been, you know. To me, it's absurd to claim that you know something for a fact. That's, that's where those atheists... Uh, throw me off is when they say I know for a fact that there is no God. No, you don't. No. How about this though? Tell me if you agree with this or not. Be very honest with me. But if you really understood what the atheist movement you know, I might be saying it's sloppy, but you know what I mean? All those people fighting atheists, agnostic if you really knew what that movement did and one slice of that Whatever it is. Matter of fact, give me a number that you think it is, the ones that we're talking about. They just turned around. They're doing exactly what religion did. They're holy roller. They're, yeah, they think, just like people that believe in God, they believe it, and they get so excited, and they're, but still, what, what do you think the percentage of that is? I imagine it's pretty small. Like, like what? Um, just guess. I know. It's just a guess. I'm 5%. Gonna, okay. Well, how about we go? It's 25. We'll sure. be really fair. I, I agree with you, though. I think it's probably five. But let's go to 25. For someone listening that thinks it's higher, hopefully they just went, okay, they're at 25. Then you would be talking about the atheist agnostic movement like this. You would put it in perspective. So when people try to go, they go off on that five or 25 percent. and they talk. If you really knew what the 75 percent did that were going, no, 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 rational people explaining clearly why it's not a good thing and they're not that they, we they're saying they don't know, you would talk about it fondly. You would talk about it fondly. You'd, and you'd say that in passing. You'd be like, there is that small, you know, there is that 25 percent. They're holy rollers. But overwhelmingly, that organization is that you would you would quickly get to the good because there is more good than bad. So to me, if you're someone that's always talking about that 25 percent, that holy roller atheist, you don't agree with the other 75 either. Or you'd be referencing it as a good thing. Well, maybe you. I talk about them because I want them to. They're not helping the cause. 
I don't think that uh, they're helping atheism by claiming they know something to be uh, right. Right, but me and That's you why, agree. Uh, me and you agree on that. Right, we totally agree on that. And then I think it is good for us to talk about that. With no, they're they're they are not good. They're whenever you mirror the same behavior, it's not good. But I'm still able to go. I don't, you know what I'm saying, basically. Right, I don't right, hear right. that other side sort of talking about that and going, but, you know, when, when somebody has things in the perspective, they might start with the bad, but then quickly, just when, I love when you get to it, just when you think. But before we soak in that too much, let's talk about what this movement has right. done to people and put it, you always have to compare it to. Because what, even if it is uh, 25% of the atheist population, I still agree with. 90% that that 25% say. <laughs> it's just that one point. Right. When you can come back and tell me what caused the Big Bang, then I'll know you know for sure. But until then, uh, let's just assume nobody knows, but religion is doing a lot of harm. And and what we were saying was, I want to first defend like the, the that even though I don't think they're as holy rolly as they think they are. I think a lot of those people, a lot of people think it's about 90% holy rollers. They think, matter of fact, that's all it is. They might be for the first time ever, there's people listening right now going, why do I think it's a lot higher? I always think they're always blah, 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 blah. When in actuality, without even probably doing any numbers with a fucking guess, it's probably a lot lower than I think. Because I, I, I know because my, my stats come from talking to a shit ton of people that are atheists or agnostic. So, but what we were saying was to approach it maybe in a more loving way to try to get people. And I really do believe this. And it's from talking to almost Dr. Kevin Sousa also. That Doctor. Dr. Kevin Sousa. That everything these people want, if you really said to them, look, you're going to have to let go of what you think thought brought you what you wanted and and i almost want to lean in and go can i be honest it wasn't i know we could go back and forth with that but i think somewhere deep deep down everything you wanted religion to do it worked at times but it it's not it wasn't like you if you said let go of it try something else you'd get everything you wanted to religion to hope it would give you but you'd go I, I really do believe it. If you went down the other path of living your life a little differently, everything's accountability. Everything's accountability. You, and, and you have an honest conversation about what death is. You're, look, we're all scared to die. If you have an honest conversation about it, of, come on. It sounds silly to go, of course you're going to have you're going you're gonna to face it honestly, and then you're going to feel better, and you're going to get that calm. You were hoping that this religion and quoting passages from the Bible – it's all about honesty. Right. You can find that comfort through science and philosophy. Well, sure. Don't you think the people that, like you said with the rain gods, don't you think the people that really, when they figured out what rain was, it was more comforting? Right. <laughs> right. You're right. Yep. Through science. Science and reason. Some people think when you say science, again, this is the, why you say I'm an atheist, and I love what Jen Kirkman said a long time ago. Well, now she's out of her mind. <laughs> but uh, Jen said that when people, when people find you're an atheist This is when I first realized Oh my god, there's so many misconceptions And by the way, on our part too If we took the time to go, what does religion mean to you? We'd, we'd find out very quickly, you know um, But people go, someone said to her You don't think there's anything bigger than you? 
So that, you know, that person just thought if you don't believe in God, that it's a little shallow, which I understand from right. that perspective. She goes, well, wait, no, no, there's, I can't walk to the ocean and push it back 10 feet. I can't push the sun back into the, of course, there's things bigger than me. And then the other person, they could tell genuinely, not that they were going to change their belief, but she could tell a look in their eye like, oh, that doesn't seem so monstrous. Of course, you just because you don't believe in a traditional God that you you know you think there's not, that there's not bigger things on this universe than you. Of course, right. That's what I was saying about miracles do exist. What had to happen for uh, our sun to form and for the planet to form around it and be in the perfect distance that our bodies can handle temperature and oxygen and water delivered from asteroids and everything that. Billions of years of evolution, and we're here. That's a fucking miracle. Of course. And people are miracles. That's what I always go to say that sometimes, and, and again, going back to, so what if somebody believes there's a God? So what? Well, it depends on what they think of the God. If they, like I said, if they, some people have, you know, uh, you know, it depends what they think that God does. But if, he, if, he, if he's not looking over you, and we can prove that's not healthy to think someone's looking over you, like we said, So, so let them believe in God. Let them believe in it. Well, it, the way you get the honest answer to things, so if, if you want to know what people that don't believe that probably rightfully think about you, here's a little trick. Because if you if, just look, if you really want to know, so what? I, I, by the way, saying it even now, it sounds sort of, they believe it. Leave them alone, Todd. They're not... The, the organized religion, they did all the harm. This person just believes in God, that he, that he can, like we said, change the wind. So what? Okay. Here's the best way I can, you can find out on your own what that seems like. And it will seem like, you know, hundreds of years from now especially. Next time you're at a party, if you want to hey, have a little fun, make it up. Say that you, uh, someone at your work, you know, the, you know, you know start a conversation with somebody. Fit, make a lie. Go, someone at my work... I was talking to them the other day, and they believe in rain gods. See if anybody there goes, so what? Right. right. So what? You, they're not going to know that you're learning about yourself. So they're going to be very honest with you. They're going to go, what? By the way, they might even be a little gentle because someone that believes that shouldn't be yelled at. That's a little misguided. But I guarantee you if you tell 100 people that, no people, because if they're engaged with you in conversation, that is a conversation about – about mind grow, how your mind's growing and your and your and your ability to to ration and reason and make decisions. So when you tell somebody that, it's a good conversation starter. It really, wow, there's somebody that believes the world is flat, and they're going to tell wow that and they're going to use all the adjectives, but it's going to hurt for you a little because they're going to be explaining you because that's the question. So what? And by the way, ask fifteen people. Ask three. Nobody is going to say so what they believe in it. What's, what's it hurting? Well, and another thing that I think that it hurts. What is, is it hurting if they believe in a rain god? Oh well, then you're just going through society looking like a lunatic. So what? But believing in a traditional god, if you don't believe in religion but you believe in God, well then um, I don't think that you fully uh, take credit for your achievements, or you don't fully take responsibility for your failures. Mm -hmm. If you go, oh well. Um, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't part of God's plan. No, 
Make it your plan. Right. Like with uh, athletes especially, it drives me nuts when an athlete goes, you know, I give all the credit to God, um, without God. Uh, da, da, da. You know, what would be a better message to send to children? That you were able to do that because God let you or, you know, I worked really hard. Um, I went to practice every day. Um, I trained as hard as I could be to be the best at what I did do and hard work and determination really paid off today isn't that a better message to give to children of course it is work hard not just uh hope god likes you as much as he likes me yeah and and also that that that's so like you needed a reward for everything good you do god will you know and and um uh what you just said reminded me of uh when samantha b said uh when you know fuck the prayers Unless your prayer is this, and this isn't a prayer. Look, right. let, let's not play games either. And I always fantasize somebody is prayer. And when I say prayer, prayer to God. If it's a thought to yourself that, and you call that a prayer, of course I don't have a problem with that. But we know when we say prayer, we're not talking about. Of course, if you close your eyes and you say, you they you do they. Look, if if it's not doing anything, it's not doing anything. And even one percent more of accountability will help this world be better. So yes, if you close your eyes and you go. Instead of praying for the victims of a shooting, you're in my thoughts. No. Say to yourself, I will get more involved. Instead of praying outward to a God, pray, pray inward, inward to, to be yourself. active. That, now, look, you know people are listening going, wow, that makes sense. Of course it makes sense. That's, a, that's an inner thought uh, that I will get involved and I will vote. And then you know what? When you vote, be proud of yourself. Wow, you went inward and you said, I'm going to. But they don't need you to pray. Keep them in your thoughts. They need you to say, tomorrow I will do this that will help that not happen again. And then when you do it, and let me tell you something. Because we're all afraid to die, isn't it really about just, I always think when someone acts like you're spitting on the universe being special seems like atheists just don't even appreciate where we're at. I think it's the other way around. Right. I think people are so scared of dying, so petrified, and me too sometimes. It is comforting. Paul F. Tompkins said when his mom was dying, he really wanted to go down that path because it would have felt so fucking good. But no, he knew he couldn't do it. Um, and But I think it's the other way around. I think it's that... Look, this place is amazing where we're at, but people are so petrified of dying, like we all are, you know, me too, um, that we knew to relax people that we had to make up a place that was billion times better than this. Like, this, like, this is crazy good. Like, you don't have to make right. up the fact that you're even thinking. Like, I don't know where it is that we go. I know. I'm just as but, – but it's not – like you have to go oh, gold streets and all. It sounds like such man-made stuff. That's how you know they made it up because it's like gluttonous. It's not no, – there's this place and there's no starving children. Now they probably say that too, they tell you. But mostly we heard about the gold streets and the gates. Don't fuck around with me. You know who I say that to? A may pretend person that went, they did say that too. That's not what we all remember. We remembered burning in hell and it was a lot of – and they'll have gates and they'll have – but if that's not <sighs> – We, we, are, we are here, like people that are atheist or agnostic, we, we, we still believe that this place is special. Holy shit, people will talk to you and compliment you. This is an amazing world. We're not, def- you know, we're not defying that. What? Uh, I think that you can find comfort, too, through uh, science and philosophy and reason. You know, time is, 
infinity. It means it it never is going to end. It, it also means that it never begun. And whatever created this universe might be happening over and over. And in a time of infinity, who knows? It could be put back this way again. Yeah. I just think that there's so many levels of comfort through science if you really... And, and you know, I, ho- I, th- I hope this has to do with what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure it does because it made me think there are two reasons that people have a problem with what they're just and when it comes to religion and there's like let's say eight sub things it's not always that we want to know where we're going to go when we die that is one reason we uh, we i came up with that so did a lot of other people go how does all that happen what are they giving them they must be giving them something great oh everyone's petrified of dying if you just tell them you know that then they'll maybe some listen to some other bullshit right because that's so scary i get it or you'll get to see a loved one again when you die right right so and when and when you say you know like this might all happen again um i'm i'm open to that i'm not not open to having discussions right. but I, as you were talking i realized the, the the thing that that I sort of fight this fight for is not because where we go when we die. So that doesn't really matter. Uh, just real quick, I'm not saying that that's what I believe. I'm just saying that that's a possibility. No, no, I know, right, I know, right. I know. But I, I was thinking that my main feud with this is not because I, I want to go, oh, that's not where we go when we die. We just lay in the dirt. No, 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 no. That's an interesting conversation to me, where we go when we die. I disagree with what, re- you know, what religion has taught. But that's not the problem. That really doesn't cause any problem while we're here. Where we go when we die just fucking happens. We can talk about it all we want. What's going to happen is going to happen. But what the, the theory of not only that, but that there is a God looking over us. Like that person that I heard talk about that brilliantly explained how that is not good. That is not good. And I think anybody listening right now is going, oh, that's not good. Oh, yeah, of course. You wouldn't want – you put people in a room with cameras 24 hours a day. You know, I know there's reality shows, but you know what I mean. And so, yeah, you need to be away from the wrath of, of being watched. Hello, Google. Um, so to me, that's what I'm fighting. Not that, yeah, after we go and we die, yeah, but just that, that we're being watched and there's a, that, that is not, that is bad. That's why I'm fighting that because that causes a lot of harm Mm -hmm. that there's someone looking over us and it makes you not be accountability. It makes you, people pray outward. Let me tell you something. If somebody, uh, you know, runs over your foot with their car. And somebody goes to make one goddamn prayer. I bet. Imagine seeing someone you love and three people start praying. <laughs> They're like, right. and you go, well, don't pray. You go, well, no, no. I, I, why don't you want me to pray? Because I really want this fucking car off me. Oh. So that's how you really get the car off of you. You got to pick it up, right? You got to do it yourself. Yeah. But if you pray and pick it up, what if you pray for half a second and then you aggressively go over and pick it up? How about you get the fuck over here and you get this car off of me? So... But I think, again, if you could tell people that you will get comfort, you don't have this empty void of, if anything, it's the opposite. That's my point. You might feel more love. You might, let me tell you something. I was driving down the street with Vinny the other day. Hey, Vinny. Hey, Vinny. And the accountability thing has made me be a better person because I think it's all accountability. Right. And I know people that pray go, oh, you do both, you do both, you do both. But if one's not doing anything, it doesn't matter. Even if you go, it's 95% accountability and I pray. If it's all accountability, it's all accountability. 
Um, and just because I think that you pray to someone that could make someone be safe, and I don't agree with that. That's right. basically what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that I don't think this world is special and great. It's one specific thing. I don't think you have an energy. You pray for somebody. That person goes. That person changes the winds. Therefore, I feel you are wasting and spinning your wheels at best for nothing. Right. If it's all accountability, if you die and God asks you, what did you do for humanity? And you say, well, every night I asked you to do something about it. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. What did you do? Yeah, what did yeah, you that's do? what I did. I asked you to do it. Yeah, and I did stuff too, but you know what? Let's, let's even be more positive. Let's say go, I asked you to do stuff a lot, and then I did stuff. And he goes, well, thank you for what you did, but when they're doing the records, they might not want to hurt his feelings. They're going to go, he was 70% productive. Because right. 30% he prayed. I'm sorry. I wish there was no energy between us. It's only actions. And when you put that, even me, I say even me. Why? Because I don't know. Maybe some people think, I go, oh, I get it. No, I, I catch myself. And we were driving down the street. Typical thing. There was somebody with their car stalled, but in traffic, you know, on Pico. Made it, I, I said, because I, we had just talked about it. I said to Vinny, I go, I go, son of a bitch. Because we were a little late. But we go, it's all fucking accountability. Oh, so we yeah. did a U-turn. We went over. It took us two minutes. We felt so good. But it's all accountability. And I've had one other situation happen like that where I went, oh, it's accountability. I got to do this. And then, and then, but it's not that we don't think the world is special. If anything, it's like, wow, kidding me? It's, it's, I think it's like what they're explaining happens up there is happening down here. <laughs> if you would just, it's happening. The world is amazing. So I really think I wish more people, if I could get on a public address system and say what I just said, but cleaner to go to everybody. No, it won't be vampire of love. And it's just there's it's anyway. You know, we forget we live in Los Angeles. People are still afraid to tell people they're atheists and agnostic. Wish there was a new term. I, hey, by the way, wouldn't that be funny if like everything else, the term gets so clouded that, you know, you want to na- rename something, you know, because I could see wanting to re- rename just I wish there was I wish there was a somebody that wrote up a one page of what why they're agnostic or whatever word they want to call it. I a don't one page. participate in dogma. But the clean enough that everyone could understand it. You go, look, and we could send people there. Go, you know what? When you start talking about it to somebody, or maybe maybe you even tell me, you know what? I, I always try to, t- you know, Matt, you're at a party or you're somewhere where it can come up. I don't always bring it up. W- wouldn't it be great to say, you know what? There's a thing that's online. It's blah, blah, blah. And you go in and I read it. It's like a two-page thing, but it two pages and it cleanly expresses it. Someone has out there that has to have it. All the bullshit I just said. And, yeah, a and cleaner I, way. No, we hit some. Let me tell you something. I thought we hit some very yeah. – I thought cleared some things up in my head. And, and the, one of them was definitely it's not going to be – you know, you, you'll get the comfort you want. You might go, holy shit. Fuck. It probably feels great. Just the truth always does. And facing things with honesty, it always feels much better. Well, what the fuck else you got? Oh, that was it. Somebody wrote me. So that we'll, we'll, we'll end with something light. So I got a letter or an email from uh, Max. He's going to start teaching. And he was like, but he asked in a way at first I didn't really understand, but should he be, and by the way, I'm not a teacher, you're not a teacher, my brother's a teacher, and I knew what I liked from teachers, 
That's the only way I'm basing this, you know. But he said some teachers sort of do a character. I, I guess some do start doing a character. Like a character of a teacher. Like mean, I got to be mean up front. And Can I tell you why I don't like that? Oh, I don't either. I don't uh, think you have to do it. No, I don't think you do. Uh, go back to Mr. Rogers' quote that the best gift you could give somebody is your honest self. Right. And uh, why wouldn't you want to give that to children? Right. And, and, and setting boundaries with kids does not have to be with a fake aggression uh, of the typical. You, you have to set fucking boundaries, of course. But that's the same with kids. Sometimes it's hard, so you don't set these boundaries because maybe... But if you set boundaries... Look, I can tell you the teachers that I loved, and you should think of the teachers, Max, that you loved, and do that. Because I get it. Believe me. Just say one thing in case there's any teachers listening. <laughs> I get it. There can be mean and manipulative, and when they're feeling pain, sometimes it comes out with, with lashing. I get it. But let's face it, we still all had teachers that we adored. So it's possible and worth. It's not like you go, oh, no matter what you do as a teacher, they're not going to love you. Not true at fucking all. Right. Not true at all. That's the good news. Because didn't you have teachers that you... Uh, can you think of a favorite teacher that you had? And do you, can you look at it in hindsight and go, oh, here's why I liked him. Oh, yeah. Or uh, her. I had uh, in middle school. Or was, her. Um, he was also my driving education instructor his name was mr johns and um i loved him because he let me be me i could uh interrupt with a joke and if it got a laugh he was great with it um well uh, yeah i always remember him yeah, what's his fact, name again mr johns um he probably had a sense of humor and knew you were funny yeah he definitely God, when teachers did. let when teachers think you're funny it's the best. It is the best. I only had uh, one other like that, and it was a college professor, Mr. Fiazzi. Um, I had Mrs. Biazzi. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> really? I swear to God. To George Carlin. She was my special ed teacher. <laughs> uh, and... and uh, yeah, they, the, and, and I thought teachers were funny, too. So I would say that, number one, my brother... He was telling me something a while back, and I think it's a great piece of advice. Sometimes you'll tell a kid, you know, sit down and don't say anything or whatever. And then you turn around and he says something. Don't turn back around and go, what? Let him mumble something. I don't know how that came up with my brother a while back, but I liked it. Like, yeah, don't turn into a parody of a, you know, you, so there's, can you, can you, do, sometimes you have to go sit down, or, you know, whatever you have to do, shut up, don't say another thing. But if he gives a little mumble, don't turn in, and that probably happens a lot where they say something when you turn around. I think that's a good little piece of advice to go. And also, yeah, like, look, the odds are that you're asking this. I hope it means that you're off to a good start, that you give a shit. But look, you, it's all the stuff you, you hear. Kids are not stupid. So, you know, if you're paying attention to them and wanting their approval, you're going to get it sometimes. If you want it and you respect them, the thing is, some people go, no matter what you do, you're not going to shut up. Shut up. Right. I didn't say it makes me mad that I have to go. We didn't say if you do everything right, not every fucking kid's going to like you. But if you do everything wrong, no fucking kids are going to like you. I get it. You can do it all right. And there's going to be a group of kids. Some, by the way, that might like you. You don't even know it. Some that hate you. But if you give a shit, the odds are that you're going to have a better life. 
because, man, the teachers that I loved, there were a lot of, I had a lot of great teachers. I had a lot of really good teachers. We did bits. We did bits. Like the one teacher, Mr. Palandino, he would, um, if Sandy Kennedy, this kid came in late, we'd always wipe our mouths like we were eating donuts. Oh, you just missed the donuts. We'd all be like, ah, oh, that was a jelly one that was so good. Wow. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of another thing. Like if you had to just pull it out of your, uh, like a piece of advice to someone that's starting teaching through what you liked or through like just, you got to come up with something and you have 10 seconds, 10, nine. <laughs> I'm really trying to think too. Let's both be quiet for 30 seconds, okay? And, and we're think about of something specific that they did that would e- that you would either just think this. Would, if I was going to be teaching, I think I would do this, or or name another teacher that you liked, and that's indirectly saying what you think Max should do. Thinking of what what another teacher did that you liked. And I'll think of something too. I'll watch the clock. That's what Mr. Rogers said. I'm just like Mr. Rogers. Shut up. <laughs> you want to go first? Yeah, I'm just. I'm just I'm, I, like I told <laughs> the way, you the other day. If we don't have like, anything. It's fine too. That's uh, what's great about this. I cannot remember a single teacher from elementary. What's school. my name? Dave? Oh, no. You really do have a problem. Um, I can only think of the one teacher from middle school and then maybe a couple from high school. I really, um, I did not give a shit about school. I did not want to be there. But with the teacher that you mentioned, why did you say you liked him? Because he let me be me. And he got jokes. And we would, yeah, do bits. Well, you know what? Then maybe that is a good, maybe that's more than we think it is. Maybe it's all about that. It might be. Look, kids at that point, they're funny. And if you're a stick in the mud, you can't tell someone really how to be a good teacher unless they innately have it in them and you just wiggle them to the left a little. But I will tell you that most people, look, maybe this seems a little manipulative, but maybe even if a kid says something that's not that funny, but it also wasn't destructive and it wasn't bad, laugh. Yeah. Because then he likes you. And if you, and if it, you think, well, isn't that bullshit phony? No, because maybe you are laughing and somewhat genuine. Like, he made an attempt. Maybe that's your way of bonding with him. And I just thought of another teacher because that's funny. Out of middle school, I can only think of two teachers. One was Mr. Johns, who was great, who let me be me. And the other was Mrs. Newberry. And I remember her because she was awful. She was a stick in the mud. She would squirt us with water bottles. Which, what? looking back now, uh, you can't do that. You can't do that to another human being. I would have squirted her with a water bottle. But, and, uh, this kid, Don't think I'm scared. This kid had this necklace around his neck. And I said, what is that? And he said, it's a dog whistle. And he blew into it and nothing happened. And I go, let me see it. And he handed it to me. And I blew in it and nothing happened. And she turns around and goes, who is doing that? And I started laughing. And so she sent me out of class. I had to go see the principal. And uh, he goes, uh, why did you disturb class? I go, well, I blew in the dog whistle. And she asked who was doing that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he started laughing. 
Who's who's the, the not? This is not the other teacher. That was Mrs. Newberry. Right. Mrs. Newberry. You could tell mud. she was a stick in the mud. Yeah, that's why it was so funny to me. Is because this. Uh, yeah. It, well, it's interesting as we, the, you know, now at least for me it is because talking about like. Yes, you 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 you're not going to be you're, unless you want the respect of kids, and that's the defining thing. Like this person, I think there's only there's a tremendous amount of hope for Max because he's asking. Right. And, and 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 it's it's a good thing to ask, and I think we got a few solid things from our conversation about it, and uh, you know, and like my brother. Thank you, thank you for being a teacher. Yes, I don't think we tell teachers that enough. They don't. Need, you know what? Stop telling them that they probably go fuck thanking us. Start paying us. <laughs> uh, doctors, you got to remember to thank them. <laughs> no, they're getting paid. Right. I would do well. We all know that. That's. I'd like to see that changed in our lifetime, where we oh, we finally started fucking paying teachers. Um, but uh, the like one time, my brother, uh, you know, there was a girl. She had black painted on her nails. My brother looked at it. He was like, "Oh, that looks cool." He doesn't think it looks cool, but he likes that. She's and, expressing and I, I might have just broke it down. Sound? Oh my! Bro- no, it's it's. Because the reason I'm saying it like that, if you're waiting for it to innately compliment that when you like it, well, you don't. But you know that she's expressing herself. And you know that – so if you look at it that way, then every time there's somebody with painted nails or something different or some goth type of thing, and you know that's a person that might be going down a field of creative arts and you want to nurture it. You nurture it not because you actually want to paint your nails black like that, but what's your lead in to go, hey, that looks cool. If you go, I like that you're expressing yourself. No. And so the reason I'm saying it, not because you're phony. I'm not teaching you things to say you don't believe. But there, there are a lot of things you could do if you give a shit about, like we said, children respecting you. It's funny how you'll end up being able to be a pretty good teacher. All right. I was going to say we all want to uh, find ourselves, express ourselves. But when we're in the most formidable years of our lives, we're told to sit down, shut up, conform. Right. And that's hard. And and I noticed my good teachers let there be a, even a little chaos sometimes. Yeah. But they knew. My, mostly the teachers I liked, it was just through, uh, you know. I did. I had a lot of really good teachers. But uh, I think the... Um, Teachers that let you – you were talking about teachers that let you express themselves. And yeah. I think, yeah, like through, through any ways, my teacher used to let me do stand-up comedy in front of the classroom. Um, and maybe it wasn't that, but uh, if, it's, if you see someone doing some artwork, don't be phony. They smell that too, but just engage. You know, I was thinking – and we'll, we'll – we'll, I'll, um, I'll say this. that I'll say this, but I'll say it again because even when teachers – think they didn't get anything done with a student. Like, I know there were a lot of teachers that thought, God, they, they tried, but there was nothing penetrated me. But I, was, I talked to them, and I was able to talk to them so they know, oh, this kid's not stupid. Stupid's not a nice word, but you know what I mean. He's not he, – he can, he can – verbally, he, mm-hmm. he keeps up with us, but nothing was penetrating. But I know I'm half kidding, but I'm half serious. Maybe I'm all serious. It just sounds so silly. But even flunking out of every grade and getting straight Fs pretty much always, I learned a lot. Like, your worst student, you know, in a, in, a, in a, well, in a fairly good public school, you know, I'm not saying for, there might be schools that this wouldn't be true. But, like, for me, being the worst, failing and never graduating in high school, 
And when a teacher might feel defeated, because, you know, what did they, oh, my, I, there is so much shit, you know, even if you get straight Fs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very proud of myself. No, I'm, I think that that's, that's, a, that's a hats off to teachers. That, and by the way, be, just because I emotionally, maybe I wasn't growing like what's in a map and being able to read, but they emotionally took me to the next level of a relationship with an adult and being respected and being heard. So they do a lot, even when they probably think they didn't do anything. I didn't do well um, in school because uh, dyslexia. Um, Same with me. And then, I mean, they didn't know that that was a problem until they did uh, testing. Um, But I did a whole lot better in college because I figured out... um, I don't have to necessarily write a paper at the end of the term as long as I went to the professor and said, look, uh, I'm going to try my best. Writing's really hard for me because I have dyslexia. But uh, if you ever, let's just, can we talk about it? Repeat back to them what they said in lectures, what you could get from the reading. Um, wow. If I sat there with them and spent a half an hour letting them know that I knew the material. And did he let you do that? Uh, some did. I did a whole lot better in college than I did in uh, regular I school. If, I wonder if there's a... Some ahead, were dicks about it, but the majority were... I wonder lenient. what the... Uh, the the If there's a... Like a under the teachers, like what if they're, how much of that they're uh, have a grace, you know, a little gray area with that if they're even allowed to do that. But hey, I some teachers do things. It doesn't matter. Like right. sometimes my a teacher told my brother about one specific thing, which I, I don't have to talk about now. It's not important, but um, a teacher said, uh, you, sometimes you just do it from your heart. So you know, but that's interesting. Like that should be allowed. Like uh, you need to know that information. And he's not letting you off of that. Right. He's just offering it how you're getting it to him. Pretty interesting. Well, Mrs. Biazzi, well, Mrs. Worth, Mrs. Pallad- Mr. Palladino, Mr. Smedley, Mr. Smedley. Um, well, this was fun. Max, you're going to do just fine. Mm-hmm. No, Max, in all seriousness, I think you should go up as... Uh, Elmer Fudd. (laughs) Do a character. Do Eddie Pepitone. There you go. Eddie Pepitone. Like, picture Eddie Pepitone as your history teacher. I'd love it. God damn it. Why don't they have a show where Eddie Pepitone teaches history to kids as a one? Like, he goes into different. Edit that out. Pitch it tomorrow. I'm being serious. Wow. All right. We'll talk about that later. So. Do you think Comedy Central's listening? <laughs> I don't know. You think we should just send it to him now? Like, send him this clip, right? We're talking about it now. Why can't we just send it? Look, Eddie Pepitone, he teaches history, real history to real kids in high school or junior high, whatever grade. But it's real. He doesn't even have to curse. But he's Eddie Pepitone, kids in high school, maybe college. Every week it's a different teaching, something different. I think of my teacher, Mr. Palladino, and he did have a little bit of Eddie Pepitone in him. He taught us, you know, he was, he was great. He would, talk, he would just, uh, he would say, uh, every, there was a word called vigor. It means, you know, guts. You got some vigor. And every week I would turn to this kid and go, that's a horrible word. 
Yeah, whenever he used it, whenever he used it, we got Vega. But I knew what it meant, and he would talk about the, you know. But um, picture Eddie doing that. Send this to Comedy Central. There's the pitch. Call me, Gary. It's Todd Glass. Tweet it. I'll write it up. If you want to see Eddie Pepitone on Teach History, tweet at Comedy Central. Yeah, and if you get the, you know what the funny thing about actually saying this? That's my new pitches now. I'm gonna make all my pitches verbally. I'll just edit out the part of the show where I talk about something, and uh, I'll send it to people. Because I'm passionate right now, but someone that gets that, there's so many ways it could go right and left and what grade he's talking to. But if somebody gets the juxtaposition of it, they're like, wow, there's something fucking there. Maybe it's not just Eddie. Maybe it's Eddie. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's a group of people. But I want Eddie a lot. A group of different people. What are you passionate about? What, do you wanna, what would you want? Kids have to learn it anyway. But you're going to go in and teach him something from a different spin. See if you can make it connect in a different way. I don't think it just has to be Eddie. I think it could be different comedians. Okay, there's the pitch. Boom, send it in. It's the end of our podcast. Call me about that. Goodbye. Oh, Eric, anything? Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. I'll let you have the last goodbye. 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 No, Todd, you just did it. I know. I'm letting you have the last one. Okay, goodbye. I'm saying goodbye to you. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye. Todd. You get the last one. You say goodbye to them. I say goodbye to you. But you- all right, all right. Goodbye. Goodbye. God damn it! It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. It's not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like. The way you are right now. Way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember even when you're feeling blue that it's you I like it's you yourself it's you it's you I like it's you I like Now leaving Nerdist.com.